What's going on guys? This is Jim Ferreira, editor and commentator for Elephant in the Room. In today's episode, I wanted to take the time to uh, basically just analyze this speech that Bernie Sanders just recently did. And um, it should piss you off. It should really piss you off. It pissed me off. Um, but I just, uh, I just want to break down all the points in this speech because he got absolutely nothing right in this speech. Absolutely nothing. Not one point in this entire speech. It, it, he couldn't nail anything down and be 100% accurate on anything in this speech. He's absolutely batshit crazy and pushing nothing but full-fledged socialism. So I just want, I wanted to take the time to break down these fallacies so that way you don't fall into a trap. So that way you don't get okie-doked and be like everybody else. If you're a first-time listener, go ahead and subscribe, or you can follow me on Facebook, Jim Ferreira 91 that's Jim, F-E-R-R-E-I-R-A-9-1, or you can follow me on Twitter, Jim Ferreira 90 All right, let's go ahead and jump into this Bernie speech. Right, let, me, let me, first thought, thank SEIU and congratulate you. You may not know this, but you have made history in recent years. Four or five years ago, when some of us talked about raising the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour, we were told by the establishment, you can't be done. Don't you know that the federal minimum wage is $7.25 an hour? How can you talk about raising that minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour? So I guess Bernie Sanders is at it again with the 15 an hour minimum wage bullshit that he's trying to push down yours and my throat. Um, anybody who's watched my video on YouTube uh, knows that I debunked this like three years ago when Bernie Sanders was running for president the first time. He's full of shit. Anybody with any basic knowledge of basic economics knows that it is unobtainable it's unsustainable and it's it's just ridiculous to think that we can just drastically raise the minimum wage and it has no negative effects on our economy. But no, let's let Bernie Sanders continue to talk before I completely destroy his idea. But what you did with people in the fast food industry, you stood up and you fought back and you told this country that workers cannot live on seven and a quarter or eight bucks or nine bucks. You told the world that that is a starvation wage, not acceptable in the United States. Okay, again, this is where Bernie Sanders kind of has life fucked up. Um, he doesn't really understand that the minimum wage wasn't designed for you to live off of. Like that, that was not the intent of the minimum wage ever. Um, and I think you've got a lot of liberals who Bernie has been pitching this to and they say, yeah, well, that kind of makes sense. Uh, I want to get paid more. Well, yeah, everybody wants to get paid more. Uh, the, the idea is you go, you start an entry level job and you work your way up. Now, it's very important that you understand when I say that the minimum wage wasn't designed for you to live off of. The proof in that is very simple. If you think, first of all, where's the sense of entitlement? See, this is the thing. This is the thing that separates a liberal from a conservative. The liberal ideology is this sense of entitlement. This is the new liberal ideology. I'm not talking about you classical liberals out there. I'm talking about the new liberal. The new liberal's ideology is that I am entitled. Me, 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 I, 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 now, now, now. Okay. What makes you think you're entitled to more money? What in the fuck makes you think that you are entitled to someone else's money? More money just because you want it. It doesn't fucking work that way. At all. You signed a contractual agreement with the company that you chose to go work for. What I mean by that is 
you signed a contract saying that you are going to willingly, without being coerced, without being forced, you are willingly going to trade your labor for said amount of money. Now that you are making said amount of money, now you are complaining that that is not enough and you are demanding that the government gets involved and make sure that you get paid more because you want it. That sounds like something a five-year-old would propose. That is what children do. You are not entitled to more money. If you felt like you were worth more money, you should have presented yourself better at your job interview. You should have came with some skills or a skill level that is above the position that you were going for. But just demanding that you get $15 an hour, no one owes you that. That company doesn't owe you that. That entrepreneur who took all the risk doesn't owe you that. And this is my argument that supports that you're not supposed to, you're not intended to survive off of minimum wage. If you were intended, and say say you are entitled to $15 an hour, why stop at 15? Why? You want the minimum wage to be $15 an hour because you want it. But why? Why stop at 15? Why not make the minimum wage $30 an hour? See, the problem with this is no one can really define what amount of money is necessary for you to survive. And the minimum wage, if we made the minimum wage $30 an hour, why wouldn't that be a good idea? Well, the reason why that wouldn't be a good idea is because businesses have to compensate for that. They have to compensate for that. When you raise the minimum wage, you are now forcing businesses to compensate for the money that they will now be losing because they have to pay their employees more. So while they're paying their employees now $15 an hour, the employee that was yesterday making $11 an hour, now they have to either bite the bullet and lose money because they're paying their all of their employees at a higher rate now. Or they raise the prices on their products, which is bad for the consumers. Now product prices go up. Now they're more expensive for, for consumers. So why does it really even matter that you just got that $15 an hour pay now when you're now paying more for the basic things that you need? Because when this takes effect and you raise the minimum wage, it doesn't just affect that one said company. It affects all companies, all producers, all production is affected by this. So now all companies either have to bite the bullet, which no company is going to do that, or they need to raise the price of their products that they're selling, or last but not least, they start cutting employees. They have to cut employees because they are losing profits. All right, let's go over these. Let's go over these three options right quick. So, yeah, option A, company bites the bullet. No company is willing to do that. No company is willing to say, "Hey, we made 60 million dollars last year, but I think it's okay that we only make 45 million this year." No company is okay with that because companies, they want their business to grow. They want it to develop. They want it to blossom so that way they can reach a, a, a larger base. All right, let's go with option B because we know option A would never fucking happen. Option B, if they raise the prices on their products, they now become, become too expensive for consumers. You, you end up with, because like I said, whether a state level or the federal level of the minimum wage, you raise it, you are affecting those companies. It is not just one company or the company you work for. It's all of the companies. So now everything costs more. 
everything. Toilet paper costs more. Cheese costs more. Cars cost more. Um, your house costs more. Everything that you can think of will now cost more because we've raised the minimum wage. That's ridiculous. All right, well, let's go with option C, cutting employees. Okay, so now every company, for example, let's say the minimum wage in the state of Indiana, which would never happen, but gets raised to $15 an hour. Okay, now every company in Indiana takes option C. They start cutting employees to compensate for the money that they're losing on this $15 an hour new law that was just passed. So now you have possibly hundreds of thousands of people who are now going to be out of work because companies are cutting their employees to compensate for their losses. These are the outcomes of raising the minimum wage so drastically to $15 an hour. It's ridiculous. These entry-level jobs are there for a reason. For you to, de- for you to be able to develop and grow. And then you can go make the big bucks. Once you've earned your right to do that. Once you've earned your pay. And I introduce legislation in the Senate. Which says that if you work 40 hours a week in the United States of America. You're not going to live in poverty. We're going to raise the national minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. And we have over 30 co-sponsors on that legislation. And my guess is that within the next month or two, the United States House of Representatives will pass that legislation. And my guess is that all 30 of those co-sponsors are democratic socialists who don't understand basic economics or the free market system. And may I add, what about the guy or girl who who dedicated their time, took an entry-level job making $10, even $9 an hour um, at an entry-level job and worked their way to $15 an hour? What about that guy or girl? Because it seems a little unfair that someone who just now, because this new law passes, that someone who walks through the door makes the same amount as the person who spent two, three years working their way to working their way to that fifteen dollar an hour pay, and now they make the same amount of money as you. I would be offended as that employee. You know what I'm saying? I've spent the last two, three years busting my ass to get to where I'm at. I'm in a supervisory position. I'm making $15 an hour and all of a sudden some dude walks in the door and all of a sudden he's he's making the same amount of money as me. What you are doing when you do that is you're devaluing the employee's labor. That's exactly what you're doing. The employees that were there prior to this law, their labor, their hard work, their dedication to the company that they've worked for for how many years or how 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 long ever has just been devalued with the stroke of a pen. But go on. Now what you also understood is that it's not just good enough to raise that minimum wage to $15 an hour that workers need a union. It's $15 plus a union. Now, we have introduced legislation in the Senate. It's called the Workplace Democracy Act. And this is what it says. It says that if 50% of the workers in a bargaining unit plus one sign a card that says they want to join a union, they have a union. refuses to negotiate in good faith on a first contract, that employer will be severely penalized. And there you have it, folks. There's the fascism I was waiting for. (laughs) See, this is the problem with government intervention. 
And that's what fascism is. As this, by definition, is what fascism is. This is government control over privately owned businesses. This is what government is telling a private business owner that he will be severely penalized if he doesn't go along with what we want. Because your business is a democracy for us. We got to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to finish this off with Bernie Sanders. and We're going to go on to some more stuff. Um, Don't go anywhere. Hang tight. It's Jim Ferreira, Elephant in the Room. How y'all doing? I'm Agent America, and I work at the border. And I'm tired of hearing these liberals say that I'm insensitive to illegals, and all we want to do is separate families. I'm all about reuniting families. Later that night. All right, everybody. Keep quiet. Looks like we got a whole family. They're trying to make a move for the wall. All right. It looks like the father is going over the wall first. When he touches down on American soil, we make our move. We don't want them to notice us over here in the bushes. Keep quiet. He's going for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Now, get down, get down. This is America, motherfucker. Get the fuck down. All right, everybody grab an arm and leg. On the count of three, we're gonna throw him back over the wall and reunite him with his family. One, two, three. (laughs) U.S. Border Patrol, reuniting families one toss at a time. Alright guys, welcome back to Elephant in the Room. Uh, Where we left off was Bernie Sanders talking about company owners being severely punished for not recognizing uh, unionization within their own companies, Um, which is ridiculous. But, I, again, I don't have a problem with unions. I have a very big problem with forcing unionization on a company that is not a union company and doesn't want to be a union company. Um, that That's my problem there. And I, I have, I do have issue with unions um, for many reasons. One, I think that it produces, uh, it produces the type of employee that most companies don't want. Uh, it, it, it makes job security too secure to the point where business owners have a extraordinarily hard time firing bad employees. I mean, look, for example, the federal government. Um, there are so many bad employees that the government has a very hard time getting rid of because these these guys are part of the union. Um, they can always run and get union support and it helps them maintain their job for an extraordinary long time. It takes a very long time to get people fired in unions. It's very difficult. And it's hard to replace bad employees with new good employees. So that's my issues with the union. Again, they have people have the right to go to a company that is unionized if they choose to. But I don't believe that government should be forcing unionization on privately owned businesses. And that legislation also ends Section 14B of the Taft-Hartley Law, which allows for so-called right-to-work legislation. This is what I believe. Throughout my life, I have not just been pro-labor. I think I have a 100% lifetime pro-labor voting record. I've done more. I've been out on the picket lines with workers. And this is what I believe. At a time when the middle class is shrinking, when millions of workers are forced to work two or three jobs, 
while 49% of all new income goes to the top 1%. What you know and what I know, if we're going to grow the middle class in this country, if we're going to do away with starvation wages and make sure that every worker earns a decent paycheck, we are going to have to grow the trade union movement in America. Middle class does not grow unless the trade union movement grows. All right, so Bernie Sanders claims that he is pro-labor and has been pro-labor his entire career. Okay, Bernie Sanders is pro-labor in the sense that he believes that the employees should be in control of the companies that they work for. And in that sense, he wants to grow unions. Um, this is like socialism by the playbook. Um, see, what really happens is right now they're using government intervention, which means the government is really in control and tell the people that, see, now you're in tro- you're in control because your voice is making the difference. Your voice matters. You are in control when in reality, the government is behind the curtain and they're calling all the shots. So now what you're doing is you're making government control over privately owned business and the CEO, the owner, they have no control or say so in what goes on in their own company. Um, He's not pro-labor. He's pro-basic socialism. It's the same thing that happens in every, every single socialist country. Historically, this is how it plays out. Some authoritarian gets up in front of the masses of the people and says that you will be in charge of the company that you work for. Your labor, you will be in charge of your labor. And what really happens is government just basically bullies the companies into submission, the company owners into submission. Same thing that happened in Cuba, same thing that happened in Venezuela, same thing that happened in China, same thing that happened in Russia. You can't name a socialist country where some authoritarian didn't get up and say, the people will have a say in what goes on in the company that they work for. You can't name a single lo- a socialist location where this hasn't happened. And, and moving on to the 49% of income goes to the top 1%. Now, if you take that for face value, that would sound kind of bad. But what Bernie is not telling you is that the top 1% pays 85% of total taxes in America. Total taxes in America. 85% of them. That's what Bernie's leaving out there. And 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 who are the 1%? This is the other thing Bernie Sanders loves to conveniently leave out when he talks about the top 1%. Who are the top 1%? Well, the top 1% is just about anybody who makes over $300,000 a year. 300000 That's it. That's all you need to be qualified in the top 1% is $300,000 annually income. Um, so last year, if you were sleeping in your car and you came up with this great invention, um, you patented it, you started your own business, and this year... You made your first $300,000. This is the same Bernie Sanders who wants to tax you upwards of 90%. So let's just, because Bernie has famously said, well, we should tax the top 1% and 90%. Well, yeah, he didn't leave, he he conveniently leaves out the fact that the top 1% is anybody who makes over $300,000. So say, you made $300,000 and Bernie Sanders comes in and takes 270000 of it and gives it to people who didn't work for it, who didn't have the vision, didn't have the goal and the dream and the drive that you had. This is the guy. This is the shit that he is proposing. And, and people are eating it up. Why? Because it gives them a sense of belonging. It gives them a sense that they are part of something bigger than themselves. Socialism. It's all a bunch of bullshit, and you're really ripping off the rich to give to the poor. You know, somebody who actually worked to get to that position where they were making 300000 or more a year. And on top of that, 
America needs rich people. Countries who don't, who steal from the rich and dwindle the, the wealthy class down to nothing end up poor. There's a reason for that because poor people don't create jobs. Poor people do not generate wealth. It doesn't happen. You need rich people. Rich people create jobs. Rich people generate and circulate money. Rich people put food on the table for their employees. You need rich people to start businesses. You need them. So I don't get how we constantly want to attack the top 1% who's who's bringing in 49% of all generated income, but they're paying out 85% of all taxes. It's, 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 very, it's very weird that he likes to leave out those factors. And he talks about how to grow the middle class. And he's saying that, well, to grow the middle class, we need to grow unions. No. Fuck. No. That's not... Jesus Christ. There's nothing wrong with people unionizing on their own, on their own accord. If they want to, go ahead. Go join a union. I don't give a shit. My issue is when you say that the way to grow the middle class is grow unions. No, unions are horrible. They're horrible when they grow. And, and the reason why is because they hurt surrounding businesses. If you have 10 billion unions that are HVAC unions, by the way, I'm a certified tradesman. If you have 10 billion HVAC union companies, and this one guy is a certified HVAC technician. He wants to start his own company and maybe he can't afford to be unionized. So he starts a small business, non-union. You are crushing him because unions have pool and they heavily donate to one specific party. Um, and they align themselves with that. And because of that, government plays ball for them. So it's a very big problem with unions and you really hurt small business when unions grow. So it's fine if people want to unionize on their own accord, but government intervention to grow unions is a very, very bad idea. And it leads to one thing. It, it leads to small businesses going out of business because they can't, they can't grow. They can't compete because government is on the side of these unions. And what you lead to is a bunch of companies that are run by the employees, which inevitably ends up in socialism. And that's exactly what Bernie Sanders wants. He's saying it to you, but he's not saying it to you like I'm saying it to you. He's saying it to you, hoping that you are dumb enough to not know anything about how unionization actually works in countries that use it on a massive scale. There's many countries that are a perfect model for this. And I've named a bunch of them. So I, I just think, uh, I think Bernie Sanders is full of shit. And he's banking on you being an idiot. But thank for, thankfully, there are people who are here to call him out on his bullshit. So what our administration is about is making it easier for workers to join unions, not harder. But it is not only building the trade union movement. I'm proud to have introduced the key legislation in the Senate, which says once and for all that health care in America is a human right, not a privilege. It is a disgrace, it is a disgrace that we have 34 million Americans with no health insurance, even more who are underinsured with high deductibles and high co-payments. And that is why we will do what every other major country on earth does and guarantee health care to all through a Medicare for all single payer program. 
Okay, guys. Well, it wouldn't be a Bernie Sanders speech unless he talked about, you know, Medicare for all and health is a human right. Okay, first of all, health care is not a fucking human right. Health care. Oh, I hate when I have to go over this, but it's like it's like talking to a fucking brick wall because this has been said millions of times. And for some reason, it just doesn't. God doesn't go through fucking Bernie's head. Okay, first of all, there is a difference between health and health care. Your personal health is your right. What you choose to do to maintain your health is your personal right. Health care is someone else's labor. A doctor has to make you better. And a doctor has to get paid after they make you better. That's how it works. Now, a doctor has to get paid enough to keep their practice going. The problem that doctors are having is when government gets involved, government wants to pay extraordinarily less than what the doctor needs to keep their business operating. In result, you have worse outcomes of treatment and facility maintenance and all kinds of issues that you have where you can look at, for example, in Cuba, where patients have to bring their own light bulbs and their own blankets and their own pillows to the hospital. That's the problem with single-payer health care. It's not a human right just because you say it is. Just because you demand it to be. It doesn't make it a human right. This is a operational business. And they talk about how can we make the healthcare system better because Bernie Sanders talking about 34 million people uninsured, um, many, many of them underinsured, with high deductibles and high and high copayments. Well, Bernie Sanders, aren't you the one that was in support of, of Obamacare, which was the cause of this, which Republicans were warning you guys of? Weren't you? The, you're the cause of this. And you are saying that more government, when, when government doesn't need to be there, you already injected more government. And when that didn't work, you're saying, oh, wait, 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 more government. We demand more. Give me more of the fucking government. Like, no, dude, you're fucking the system up, man. It doesn't work like that. If you want health care to be better, if you want health care to be more affordable, Get government the hell out of health care. Nowhere, nowhere does it ever say that government should be in charge of health care or how health care operates. I am free market all the fucking way. Have government take a back seat to health care. And watch it fucking grow. Watch it become affordable. Watch it watch it develop in science and 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 we find new cures and all kinds of great things that could benefit our children and our grandchildren. Let that happen. But the more you inject government into areas where government does not belong, and there's nowhere, no writings, no laws, no anything that says government was ever intended to be involved in healthcare. Government has a legitimate role. And anytime government injects itself and the people allow government to inject itself more into people's lives, you are giving up more of your freedoms. You want worse healthcare? Go single payer. You want better health care? Go free market. And by the way, in this country, we need to make sure that all of our people, regardless of income, and let me tell you, I come from a family that is was a working class family. I grew up in a three and a half room rent control pop, pop, apartment. I know what living paycheck to paycheck is about. And that is why in America, if we're talking about upward mobility, we have got to make sure that all of our people have the right to get all of the education they want, regardless of the income of their family. Oh my God, it sounds like Bernie is about to say he's in support of school choice.
It, is that what you're about to say, Bernie? Is that what you're about to say? That is a human right. And that is why we will make public colleges and universities tuition-free. Well, for fuck's sake, dude, just when I thought we were going to agree on at least one thing, you go and you turn around and you kick me right in the balls, man. You just kick me right in the balls. And first of all, i really like to touch up on the fact that when Bernie Sanders says that he knows what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck, um, again, he's full of shit. All right, he, he's feeding you bullshit because he wants you to believe that he's just like you. He's just like you. Well, anybody who knows Bernie Sanders knows that Bernie Sanders never, ever, ever had a job until he was 40 years old. The dude spent his entire, his entire early portion of his life living with friends and family. The dude never had a nine to five. He doesn't know what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck. All he ever knows is to live off of somebody else. And that is the same kind of policies he's trying to implement. Living off of somebody else. Living off of big government. Government being your sugar daddy. It is fucking mind-blowing to me. And I'm delighted that Jane Kim from San Francisco is working on our campaign. And Jane was one of those responsible for making the community college here in San Francisco tuition-free. And that's what we have got to do all over this country. No. Last point. Some people tell me, well, Bernie, you know, you're a nice guy. You want health care for all. You want to make public colleges and universities tuition free. You want to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure and create millions of good paying jobs. How are you going to pay for all of that? Well, I will tell you exactly how we're going to pay for that. Anybody here know how much Amazon Paying taxes. That's how we're gonna pay for them. That's it. That's it. That's your big plan, Bernie. That Amazon. Am so so that's your big fucking plan. Okay, first of all, <laughs> there are so many ways I could destroy this, and I'm gonna do them all one step at a time. Okay, first of all, Amazon is officially a trillion dollar company all right we are currently living in a country where we are 22 trillion dollars in debt amazon is a one trillion dollar company that means the wealth that it has accumulated over the many years that it has been operational it has just reached the point where it is valued at a trillion dollar business all right trillion dollars isn't light we are in a country that is $22 trillion in debt. And if all of Bernie Sanders' policies are enacted, if he becomes the president and all of these policies get enacted, we are looking at a plan that would cost $40 trillion over the next 10 years. Amazon would count for $1 trillion that it has accumulated over the span of its existence. So that is, that is just fucking ridiculous. It, it, people who, who don't know basic economics, he's taking advantage of you. He, he thinks that you're going to be dumb enough to vote for him. $40 trillion in 10 years? We the country doesn't generate that much in 10 years. It is, it, it is physically impossible to pay for that. For all of these policies he's wanting to enact, it is physically impossible to pay for them. And let's look at Amazon. First of all, he asks, does anybody know what Amazon paid in taxes? Well, that's a really good question. What is the current corporate tax rate? The current corporate tax rate is actually 21%. Amazon brought in $11 billion last year. $11 billion generated in wealth. They paid 23%. Some would say that's more than 21%. 
<laughs> that's a it's a higher number. <laughs> but okay, so they paid twenty three percent, and that's two hundred and twenty million overpaid of the current corporate tax rate. They paid two hundred and twenty million dollars over. That's a ridiculous amount of money. But to Bernie, that is going to pay for it. That's going to cover the $40 trillion that it would take to make his fucking policies work. I mean, I don't... The dude's off his fucking rocker, man. And people are falling for it. And it's because we have a generation of kids that just want... All they do is want and they don't take the time to learn or understand. This is a big problem because this dude is number two on the ticket for the Democratic Party right now. He potentially could be the president. So this this is the scary shit that people should be opening their eyes to. This is pure socialism. That's all he is trying to push is pure socialism. He is he just said he wants to enact all of these policies. And for him to do that, it would cost the country 40 trillion dollars. We're already 22 trillion dollars in debt. How are you going to accomplish it? And he says fucking Amazon? This dude is full of more shit. Oh my god, it's just ridiculous. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me just take a breather right quick. All right, so even if Amazon paid 100% of its income in taxation, let's just say that Amazon gives over 100% of its physical earnings for the year to the federal government as taxation. It would only be $11 billion for the year. That's it, $11 billion for the year. You have a plan that would cost $40 trillion. $40 trillion. Over the next 10 years. And Amazon produces $11 billion a year? Completely? In its, in its entirety? It only creates $11 billion? And you think... That no one is going to fact check you. You honestly believe that people are going to be dumb enough to go along with this bullshit. Even if in the next 10 years, if they forked over 100% of their earnings, it would only total out to roughly $110 billion. That's it. That's if in the next 10 years, Amazon decided to work for free. And give all of its earnings to the federal government. It still wouldn't put a dent. It wouldn't even equal a trillion dollars. It's a fraction. I, I don't get. It's just mind blowing. People you got you to gotta do your research. If you're a Bernie supporter and you're listening to this. He is lying to you. You've been hoodwinked. You've been bamboozled. You've been okey-doked, and he's counting on your vote. And if you're dumb enough to go vote for him, you are part of the entitled class that I've been talking about. When a company that made $11 billion in profits, owned by the wealthiest guy in the country, pays nothing in taxes, Trust me, we will be able to find the money to pay for the things that the working class of this country needs. Last point. Again, Bernie's lying to you. They paid $2.6 billion in corporate taxes. That's 23% of their income. Next Wednesday, I'm going to be in Arkansas. Anybody know why I'm going to be in Arkansas? That's right. I was invited by workers at Walmart to represent them at the National Board of Directors meeting being held in Arkansas. And I'm very proud that they asked me to go there. Walmart is owned by the Walton family. Walton family is worth $175 billion. You got that? That's a big. 
They're the wealthiest family in the country. But that family pays its employees wages that are so low, 10, 11, 12 bucks an hour, that many of those workers are forced to go on food stamps, Medicaid, and public housing. And who is paying for those food stamps and Medicaid? You are. So here you got the wealthiest family in the country being subsidized by the working people of this country. So I will tell you what my message to the Walton family next week will be. And that is pay your employees a living wage. We don't want to subsidize you. All right. Now, when Bernie was closing out this speech, he took a shot at the Walton family. And this is something that we can slightly find common ground on. I do believe that the Walmart family, they could pay their employees more. I do believe that. They should. I honestly believe that. But I also believe that them being a business owner, they can pay their employees whatever the hell they want to pay their employees. Who are you? It's their business. They can pay their employees whatever they want to pay their employees. And if people are willing to sign a contract saying that they are going to work for for that amount of money, $10 an hour, hell, even $8 an hour, somebody is willing to accept that job without somebody coming in. The Walton family didn't come in in your interview and put a gun to your fucking head. You signed the contract. You didn't have to agree to that amount. You didn't have to go work for Walmart. You could have got a job somewhere else. No, where, where is the fucking gun? No one is putting a gun to your head and making you do something that you don't want to do. You accepted the job. You accepted the wages that they offered. So you can't turn around and complain when you want more. If you want more, go earn more or go get a job somewhere else that pays more. But stop blaming the company owner. They are going to continue to do that because people like Bernie Sanders, another thing he's not bringing up, incentivize them to do this. I'm the Walton family. If I know that I have a bunch of people that are going to run and go get on a government assistance, then why should I pay them more? You're incentivizing them because it's people like Bernie Sanders who wants to grow the welfare state. It's Democrats that want the welfare state to get more funding so they can have more people dependent on welfare. Bernie Sanders doesn't want to fight that. He's fucking with you. He's lying to you right to your face. He does not want to make this situation better with the Walton family. He's saying because he's on the campaign trail and it sounds nice, but Bernie Sanders loves the welfare state. He's a socialist. They are the kings of welfare state. They push for welfare. So when he tells you that he's lying to you right to your face, Bernie Sanders loves what the Walton family is doing. And the Walton family is taking advantage of a system that Bernie Sanders and other Democratic politicians like him are encouraging. That's why they fight for welfare spending. They want more of it. They want more and more and more. Every four years, they ask for more. Why? Because they want people dependent on government. They want you to go work a job and still be dependent on government. They want that. Now, do I agree with the Walton family taking advantage of the welfare system? No, I don't agree with that. But you're hanging it out in front of them. You're dangling it. Here's the meat. You're dangling it in front of them. Of course, they're going to take advantage of it. They're going to jump right on it because it's a way for them to keep more of the money that's generating in. And they know that their employees will still be taken care of. And it doesn't have to be taken care of by them. The government will step in and take care of them. That's why they take advantage of the system. Can you blame them? When you incentivize a company to do it. Of course they're going to do it. There's And Walmart's not the only company that does it. It's just they're the most notorious at the moment. And that's the reason why Bernie Sanders jumps on Walmart and makes them seem like they're the bad guy. When in reality, yeah, they're the bad guy. But who's worse? 
The guy who's incentivizing it or the person who's just taking advantage of it. And, and also, let's go back to something right quick. So the Walton family was worth $175 billion. That's how much they're worth in total. Even if we add their accumulated wealth with Amazon's accumulated wealth, it still would not put a dent in the $40 trillion that Bernie Sanders is trying to pull over your eyes. A vote for Bernie is a vote for socialism. A vote for socialism is the destruction of this country. People are going to Bernie rallies and they're in support of equality. But the only equality they will end up with is everyone being equally poor. And then this country will turn into a shithole because all you wanted was everything to be fair for you. Socialism is selfish. If this couch surfing Peyote smoking, hypocritical idiot ever becomes the president of the United States, America will feel the burn. You know the guy that used the capitalism system to make himself wealthy, bought three houses and then turn around and tells you that you need socialism? That hypocritical idiot. All right, guys, now it's time for the total cost for illegal immigration currently. The cost for today, so far, we have spent $710 million on illegal immigration, just today alone. Illegal aliens crossed in 2019, so far 476,121 illegal aliens have entered the United States. The total cost this year, well, that is a staggering $114,727,797,000. That is the total cost so far that we have spent on illegal immigration for 2019. I'm just saying 5 trillion for a wall or I'm sorry, 5 billion for a wall doesn't sound that bad right now. When you look at the 114 billion we spent so far on illegal immigration, the total number of illegal aliens currently in the United States, to our knowledge, 26,234,342 illegal aliens are currently living amongst us. Of course, these, ex these estimates are provided by the Center for Immigration Studies, Department of Homeland Security, Federation for American Immigration Reform, Institute for Defense Analysis, Yale, and MIT. All right, guys, I really want to thank you guys for tuning in for another great episode of Elephant in the Room. So go ahead and hit subscribe so that way you can get the new episodes that are coming out consistently and so that you can show a little bit of support and maybe learn something. Again, you can follow me on Facebook. That's Jim Ferreira 91, Jim F-E-R-R-E-I-R-A 91, or you can follow me on Twitter, Jim Ferreira 90. God bless. This is Elephant in the Room. Jim Ferreira out.